I'm not finna let y'all keep playing in my face. And I'm not finna let this nigga keep playing in my face either. So, since y'all hoes so worried about it, yes, this nigga Tori shot me. You shot me. Alrighty, guys, you guys are now tuned into another episode of Zay TV Presents the Ratchet Hour. And it feels so good to be back, baby. The littest podcast in the world is back. And today is my 29th episode, and I'm so happy to be here with you guys. It's been a lot going on, a lot of stuff, still a little COVID around, guys. Just because it's been a little minute does not mean Coronisha is gone and packed up. And I'm just happy to be here. I've been going through a lot of stuff. And I just want to get into all the drama, all the shade, all of the fuckery that's going on in this thing that we call the culture, hip-hop, pop culture, whatever you want to call it today. So, we're going to start things off with my little, like how we start off the show regularly with a little weekend review. And since it's been longer than a weekend, it's been a little bit, like some weeks, maybe even a month. It's been a lot going on. I had a little health scare and a lot of stuff going on. Nothing COVID-related. And I'm feeling great. I'm feeling better. I, it feels really good to be back. I'm really excited to do today's show. Um, I feel way better. And while I was in the hospital, I got a COVID test. And that shit, that thing up your nose is no joke, y'all. That shit really hurts. Um, so for a little minute, I've been staying in the house. I've been like not really feeling it. And now it's like... I've been being more social, I've been going out, I've been having fun, social distancing, wearing my mask, being in the projects, doing hood rat shit with my hood rat friends, and it just feel good to be back to myself and getting back and being in better health. Um, I've been eating better, dieting, not drinking soda no more, not drinking juice, trying to lose weight. Um, 2020 has been a motherfucking doozy, that's all I'm going to say. Uh... I will be talking about my health issues in more depth when I start up my YouTube channel and I start doing my personal vlogs and stuff like that so you guys can know what was going on with me and I could get into more details. But enough about me. Let's get into the shit. Let's get into the gig. Let's talk about what we talk about on a weekly basis. And we're going to get into our first segment of the day, which is called The Weekend Music, where we talk about all the new shit that is going on in music. And we dissect things. We break it down for the people who don't know what's going on so first up we have drake has released has dropped his new song and new video laugh now cry later featuring little dirk and if you've been like an early listener in the show you know i love drake everybody knows i love drake he's one of my favorite artists my top three rappers um of course nikki drake and wale even jay-z i don't know where to put jay-z and biggie those are my top five um i just feel like Lately, Drake's drops hasn't been getting me. I haven't been into Drake's music lately. I liked half of um, Scorpion. I believe that was the latest album. But lately, these freestyles he's been dropping and stuff he's been trying, I haven't been liking it. But of course, it's going to do good because it's Drake. And right now, he's a megastar. He's probably the most successful rapper right now, numbers-wise. But I just really didn't like it. It wasn't for me. I feel like Little Dirk did his thing, though. But it just... Drake hasn't been doing doing it for me musically lately, and I just feel like he needs to just go away for a year or two and then come back, re-inspired, find some inspiration. Maybe that Barbados trip helped him, but this song just wasn't it. Also, we have Sweetie, and she announced a tap-in remix with a surprise guest. 
I don't know who that guest is, who that guest would be. I know little the baby is on it, but for tapped in, I don't know. I would like to see the city girls on tapped in. I feel like that's their style. Um, you guys should comment below who you want to see on tapped in remix. When it comes to sweetie, I take her for what she is. She's a pretty girl. She makes okay music. She's um a pretty girl again. Like that's what I get from sweetie. Um, she remixes a lot of old songs. People give her shit about it, but I like sweetie. I'm okay with sweetie and. She is, it is what it is with her. Shout out to Sweetie. Shout out to Tapped In. Um, shout out to her promotional team because whoever is promoting this fucking music is doing a good job. The music is not the best, but it's everywhere. It's on every platform. You know it, you hear it. So shout out to Sweetie. Beautiful girl. Um, also, we have Tanache and Iggy drop their new collab, DTW, I think it's called. It's more of a pop song. Um, I thought I was really going to like it because I like both girls, but. It's a flop to me. It's not that. It's not what it needs to be. Like I thought when Tanache left her label, that she, when she went independent, she was gonna give R&B Tanache, which she did with songs for you. But this one is just not it, Tanache. But I love that Tanache's experiment, um, experimenting with her sound. So shout out to Tanache. Shout out to Iggy, who also just had a baby and looks amazing. I love both girls. Um, Miss Nicki Minaj, the queen of rap, has announced that her and NBA YoungBoy are finally going to collab with each other he announced that he will be dropping his project i believe september 11th or the 14th maybe it was one of those days so i'm really looking forward to his new music i'm looking forward to the collab with Nicki minaj and what it would sound like i'm looking forward to Nicki minaj getting her third number one in 2020 um next we have Nicki minaj also um announced that her single featuring doja cat and ariana grande is coming and i'm so excited because i love when nikki does songs with ariana i love when um Do i love nikki ariana and doja cat together when they collab with each other but i feel like as a instead of as a duo as a trio they're gonna bring a fire ass song i know it's definitely gonna go to number one because nikki has that fan base ariana also has a crazy fan base and doja is proving that she can crack the top 10 so i'm looking forward to that as well then we have rapper Polo G has dropped his new music video, which is a which is the song is titled Martin and Gina. And if you guys didn't see the video, it's really inspired by the '90s sitcom Martin. And he's playing Martin, and you have um the beautiful, pretty V who was playing Gina, and they just recreate so many iconic moments from the show. It's very nostalgic. It's very '90s, and I just loved it. I feel like Polo G is one of the new rappers who is really shaking up the game. So shout outs to Polo G. Shout outs to Pretty V. I love this video. Um, and I love the song. It was actually a good song. I loved his um album that he dropped before this. So shout out to Polo G. Um, next we have speaking of young rappers, Miss Mulatto, who released her album Queen of the South. And it's actually a dope ass project. Shout out to Mulatto. Um she really has stepped up her game since we first met her in the rap game. Um, beautiful girl, great music. Um personally. I feel like she's very different from a lot of rappers that's out right now. And there's a lot going on on Twitter. They're debating about her name. Should she change her name because it's promoting colorism? It's promoting that light-skinned girls are better than dark-skinned girls. And that it's like so much going on. And a lot of people saying colorism doesn't exist. And I would just have to disagree with that. We know colorism is here. We know that it exists. 
I do feel like she could have had a better name. She said that she's not changing her name. And she's sticking to what her motherfucking name is, which is Miss Mulatto. But shout outs to her. I really enjoy her project, Queen of the South. Um, I can't really name any songs, but it's one song that I really like. When like somebody playing a violin and she's rapping over the violin in the video. She's in the trap house wearing this expensive ball gown wearing couture. So shout outs to Miss Mulatto, who just goes by Mulatto now. She's no longer Miss, okay? Oh, and I do like that song with her and Gucci Mane, the Freaky Girl song. So shout out to Miss Mulatto. She should have had Nicki Minaj on there because you know you can't do a Freaky Girl song without Nicki Minaj. Um, Next, we have one of my um favorites. Victoria Monet has released her project, Jaguar. If you guys do not know who Victoria Monet is, she has... She's a singer, songwriter. She has done work with Fifth Harmony. She has worked on a lot of Ariana Grande songs that you guys love. She's just that chick all around in the industry. She, not only does she work in front of the camera and in front of the mic, she also works behind it. So shout out to Victoria Monet. And guys, check out her project, Jaguar. We need to support more black artists, guys. Because I do see that a lot of people support the songs that she makes for Ariana and other um pop singers, but they don't support her as much. So... Make sure you guys check out Jaguar. Check out her videos. She's an amazing performer. Her videos are dope as fuck. Next we have... Let's get into the mess of it all. Nas dissed Doja Cat in one of his singles for his um, album that he just dropped. Which is called Ultra Bat. That's what the single is called. Um, The line goes something like... We're going Ultra Black. Michael Blackson Black. The opposite of Doja Cat. Right? So if you guys don't know, Doja Cat was caught going on live chats with white people. Some people are saying that they was white supremacists. Some people are saying it was just white people. I don't know. She was going on live. She was saying racist things. She was saying the N-word. She was calling this black man on his live stream N-word. And it was just like a lot of racist behavior and a lot of racist language that Doja Cat was using. Um, so basically, that's where the line nods come from. He's saying like Doja Cat is not pro-black. She's not as black as what she can be. Basically, a lot of fans even been coming at Doja Cat saying she's selling out to this pop aesthetic and she want to be one of the white girls so bad. Because she is biracial, they saying that she leans more towards her white side. As you know, Doja Cat only dates white men. That is her preference. I'm not going to judge her for that. I'm just going to give her a little side eye. Um, I like Nas for it. Take risks. Take shots. I love when it's hip-hop. Like People complain about everything. are so sensitive about everything. It is hip-hop. Hip-hop is meant to take shots. Take jabs at people. And I like that Nas did this. So, shout out to Nas. Um, however, Doja Cat has now clapped back saying that um, she is now going to come out with a song called N.A.S., which is Nas. And I just hope that this song does not stand for niggas ain't shit because it is too soon, honey. And I just don't feel like biracial people should be saying the N-word in general. And... I just feel like Doja Cat does not have the right to say the N-word. Like, yes, you are a black woman, even though it's like 30% of you. And I just feel like you shouldn't say it. You don't date black men. You don't rock for black men, apparently. And I just feel like Doja Cat shouldn't be saying that. So I'm praying that the N-word, because I like Doja Cat, I'm praying that the NAS song is not standing for niggas ain't shit, okay? Finally, our last song that we're going to talk about is Cardi B and Megan. WAP has went number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Cardi is now on it. Her second number one. This is also Megan's second number one song. So, Cardi, Megan, and Nicki has two number one hits on the Billboard charts. Um, 
a lot of men are up in arms about the sexual language used in the song saying that the song is too overly sexual and again even though i do not like cardi b you guys know i'm not a fan of cardi b you know i love megan songs have been sexual for so fucking long let it go it ain't that deep we are not fucking mormons we are not motherfucking pilgrims let the girls be sexual if the girls want to be sexual it's their pussies okay if they want to be some hoes in the house let them be some hoes in the house music has been sexual for as long as i've been born which was 1996 um music has been sexual before that the 50s people have been nasty i just feel like because it's women people are trying to police their bodies and stuff like that um let the girls rock um, I see some people saying, oh, it's a form of feminism. No, the fuck it's not, okay? It's just people wanting to be themselves. And if people want to pop pussy on a handstand, let them pop pussy on a motherfucking handstand. Let the girls do what the girls need to do and what the girls want to do. So, shout outs to motherfucking Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B on WAP going number one. I'm not going to be a hater, even though I want to be. So, yeah. Go off hoes in the house, okay? Congratulations to y'all. And people, stop being so motherfucking serious because evidently your mother was having some whack too because you here to complain about it, okay? Next, we're going to move on to Beef in the Motherfucking Streets, guys, which is the one of my favorite segments on my show where we just talk about who's beefing in hip-hop. We break it down. We, get, we dissect the beef. We say everything that's going on. So our first beef we have is between PNB Rock and Rod Wave. So this all started when PNB Rock made a statement saying basically what's going on with these young rappers and I'm paraphrasing this what's going on with these young rappers and you can't even listen to their mixtape and their albums nowadays because everybody's so motherfucking depressed everybody's so sad what happened to fun music what happened to fun hip-hop and I agree with that because lately hip-hop and R&B has been very depressing. I don't want to listen to no music and feel like I'm about to kill myself and jump off a roof or jump off a bridge. Um, so after PNB said that, Rod Wave then responded basically saying shut the fuck up and threatened him saying that PNB can't come back to Florida and that PNB is basically a hater. So then PNB then responded saying I said little ass boys, I did not say no names, so why do you feel away? Then he told um, Rod Wave to shut the fuck up with your fat ass. He came with so many fat jokes about Rod Wave because he was like, I said, little boy, and apparently you are a big-ass boy. Um, he also said to, um, to Rod Wave, nigga, you my son, claiming that Rod Wave copied his style and that PNB had made brought this singer shit into hip-hop, which he was one of the pioneers. He even said that Drake was the first, but PNB and A Boogie really capitalized off that, which is true. They really changed hip-hop, and they changed the sound to where people did want to sound like them. Um... Also, the guys just are going back and forth. They said that they're not going to handle this on social media no more. And they are going to, when they see each other, they know what time it is. Basically, in this beef, I'm going to give the W to PNB Because he never mentioned Rod Wave. It seemed like Rod Wave was fishing the beef for him. And what he said was true. And PNB can say that because he has had three successful projects. And he has been in the game for a little minute now. So, um, even though I like Rod Wave, I'm going to give the W to P. And be rock. Next up, we have Little Baby and Jada Waiter versus Aisha, which is Little Baby's baby mother. Um, this beef here all started when um basically Aisha took to social media. Alright, no, let me break it down. Little baby bought Jada a bag, a designer bag. I'm gonna say it was a Birkin or Celine. It was one of them expensive bags that costed um 
a lot of money and a hundred thousand. He bought Jada a big bag, and Aisha was bothered about it. And she took to social media to say, "How dare you buy this girl a bag when your son's school tuition isn't paid? They owe the debt of ten k, and that they took the boy out of school, and all of that." And Aisha was just pissed over that. So they have this outstanding balance. So little baby basically said. Um, he was quiet at first and I used to just kept making videos. So then little baby said, I didn't want my son in school anyway. I want my son homeschool, Corona going on this, that, and the third. Then Aisha just responded saying that, um, you don't do shit for my son. You're not a good dad, but you want to be on social media buying this girl bags and shit. So then little baby was like, girl, I'll be sending you money, stuff like this or that. He said, I just sent you, um, 2K, 25K, something like that. He's been sending this girl money the whole time. And Aisha just went on and she started pulling her out receipts, making videos. She even said, started coming at Jada saying only reason Jada got money is because she sued, I believe, Walmart it was. One of them little stores like that because they put out her information because another employee was saying that Jada had herpes. And that was the rumor. Everybody was saying Jada had herpes and then the job released her shit. Then Jada sued the job and the girl and Jada won some money. So that's how Jada had money before little Baby. But she ain't got that much money because she's still getting money from little Baby. Um, I like Jada Wader, but that's the real tea. So she was saying Jada got an itch she can't scratch. Saying that Jada Wader had her bees. And basically, um, Jada never commented saying I never had herpes. I took a test. Um, Jada Wader was um protesting too much, and thou shall not protest too much because you're making it look like it was true and that you all bothered. And I just feel like the whole situation is Aisha was saying she left little baby. He didn't leave her and he wants to come back here and he be texting her this shit and that and third but i just feel like jada should have minded her business because she did say something to make aisha say she had herpes i'm gonna get the w in this beef to aisha even though i feel like aisha needs to relax i feel like aisha is comparing what he does for jada and jada's son to with her situation i feel like jada is his current girl so he is gonna do things like that for her you cannot compare yourself to her i feel like y'all had what y'all had and now it's over and you need to let it go miss aisha you need to do your own thing you need to not be worried about him jada and his kids you need to be worried about you aisha and you just looking like you got sour grapes and you looking real petty and you looking bothered so, but uh, however, I'm gonna give the W to Aisha because she tore the motherfuckers up. She pulled our receipts. She kept going live. She was on every blog and she aired out Miss Jada and that it she cannot scratch. Okay. However, comma, we're gonna move on. So we're gonna now get into our next segment of the show because I'm just trying to keep this light and fast and sweet, quick and sweet. We're gonna move on to our next show, which is reality. I mean, our next segment, which is reality bites. As you guys know. There's been a lot of shows that couldn't film because of Corona and social distancing. But we have one of my favorite shows, which is Returned, which is Real Housewives of Potomac, guys. As you know, the Housewife in the Housewife franchise, nobody brings it like the girls of color. Nobody brings it like the black girls, okay? And Potomac is just that. All black girls with a couple little biracial people like... Um, Ashley and um, what's the girl name? Robin. But the Real Housewives of Potomac brings it. It's all black women. They're all phenomenal. They all have amazing careers. They're all beautiful. Um, the cast includes Ashley, Robin, Wendy, Karen, Monique, and Giselle. I feel like that's everybody. Um, 
And it's just a great show that takes place in Maryland. Let's break it down for you guys if you guys did not see this new season. This in this new season they're introducing a new house a new housewife which is Dr. Wendy Osefo. If you guys do not know Dr. Wendy Osefo, she is not a doctor in the hospital style, but she is a PhD recipient. She's also a political commentator on CNN and Fox News. She is for the people and of the people. She is a great mom. She has recently gave birth to a daughter and she now has three kids. She is black excellent. She is Nigerian. She's very educated and she knows how to read books and read the girls. Okay. I love Dr. Wendy Osefo and what she brings to the show. I feel like in this time we are in, in this Black Lives Matter movement time that we are in, we definitely needed a housewife who is more socially conscious and who can really speak on politics. So shout out to Dr. Wendy Osefo and I am really enjoying her as a part of the cast. Um, in this new season, we start things up with Ashley and Candace trying to patch up their long beef that they have had for maybe about two seasons now. Um, they're trying to get over it, and you have all the girls putting their two cents into it, which leads to Candace blowing up on everybody, telling Robin to shut the hell up or shut the fuck up. I don't know, but I love Candace. Um... We also have Giselle Bryant is now back with her ex-husband, which is Jamal Bryant, the mega pastor of that church in Atlanta, where they take all y'all's money and buy yachts and buy Gucci cars. Um, and the cast is seemingly not here for Giselle getting back with this man. Even her daughter, her oldest daughter, Grace, is not here for Giselle getting back with um, her dad, which is Jamal Bryant. A lot of people feel like this is just for a storyline, that this is fake. I kind of feel that way too because I don't see no chemistry between the two on the show. Um, which it could just be production editing it out. Or just in that moment they didn't have any chemistry. Chemistry. This is an ASMR video. I'm going to talk like this. Let me eat a chip. Nah, that's so weird. I don't know why I felt like I had to do that just now. But yeah, there was just no chemistry between the two. Um, this season is going to be centered a lot around the Candace and Monique's beef um, because they're going to have a big fight where Monique lays hands on Candace and she actually drags her, okay? Because y'all all remember Candace was like last season, drag me, Monique, drag me. And now it's just Monique really going to drag her. Um, when it comes to Candace and Monique's beef, I feel like um, their beef grows because People are instigating them to not like each other. The two were really close friends. I feel like a lot of their beef stems from um, Ashley instigating because she doesn't want Monique and Candace to be friends because she wants to be friends with Monique. And I feel like Monique is easily manipulated. And um, some could say Giselle even manipulates Candace, but I feel like Giselle manipulates Monique as well. And I feel like Monique turns on Candace. Personally, in this beef, I am more so Team Candace because I didn't like when Monique showed their private text messages to the world and to um, Ashley, who she knew was beefing with Candace. So, I'm Team Candace definitely in this beef. I don't like that it got physical because in the five seasons of the show, they never got physical. And you will see them saying that in the trailer. Um, also, one thing that I really noticed is Giselle is instigating all the drama between all the girls. And like can't, um, Karen Huger said, which is the grand dom, the mother of the show, she said that Giselle is instigating all the drama, but yet she is not sharing her truth and telling her true story. 
And I agree with Karen. Giselle never tells her story. She never has a storyline. And the only reason she has been staying afloat is because she's a pretty light-skinned woman with green eyes. And she's stirring the pot. Giselle stirs all the drama. And that is the purpose that she serves. She doesn't really have any story or any substance. But that is why she's there. I'm not a fan of Giselle. I'm really tired of her. I feel like they can recast Giselle. They can recast Robin. Um, they could get rid of Ashley too and bring in some new girls. Like, I'm not here for those three, and I feel like they are just messy and boring and stereotypical bad stereotypes of black women that I just don't want to see on TV no more. I feel like we had that, and I'm over them, okay, at this point. Um, yeah, and that's it for Reality Bites this week, guys. There's nothing really on TV other than um, The Real Housewives of Potomac that I watch in the reality world. Um, yeah, so we're going to move on to the meat and potatoes of the show, which is my messiest segment, which is titled, You Won't Believe This, Y'all. And if you guys have never been tuned into my show, You Won't Believe This is where we just get into all the mess that's going on. All the stuff that's going on, all the shit that y'all want to talk about, and I got a couple of good topics. I got a couple, a couple of interesting topics that y'all gonna want to talk about. Okay, I got a couple of shit that's been in the media, and a part of the reason why I don't put out shows as often as I do because with um Corona going on, it's like the news cycle is really slow, and I don't want to just be putting out episodes just to put out episodes i want to make sure i have a good amount of content for you guys okay so let's just get into you won't believe this let's start this off with a positive note y'all let's start this off with some positivity netflix has brought back a lot of basically all of the black sitcoms and black shows including moesha the parkers the game season one to three the good seasons um half and half which is a black classic. I love that show. I love the shade from Dee Dee. Um, and m- basically all of the shows that was on UPN in the early CWs. They've bringing back all of the black sitcoms that have spawned from Moesha. And that spawned from the Parkers. And that era of great TV. Great black TV. And I am loving it. Because I've never stopped watching these shows. Like I still watch all of these shows on... Um, Fuse. I remember the Parkers and Moesha was on Fuse for a little bit and TV One. So I'm just happy because a lot of people don't have cable no more, don't watch cable TV. I'm just happy that they can um, get a part of this black culture. Join the revolution because the revolution will be televised, okay? So shout outs to Netflix for um, showing their interest in black culture, um, supporting black culture, and putting this out there to their millions of streamers and viewers. Now, I just wish that they paid my good girl Monique her coin. If you're going to have the Parkers up there, y'all might as well give Monique her coin because Monique is winning anyway in these lawsuits. Um, Because, you know, if lawsuits keep going, keep going, that means that um she's doing what she need, what needs to be done. So, shout out to Monique. Shout out to Netflix. Just pay the girl. Just settle out and pay Monique when she is old and get that special. Because, to be honest, Monique is funnier than Amy Schumer. Monique is funnier than Kevin Hart to me. And... We're going to move on. Next, we have um, Selena Powell, a.k.a. the Black Widow of Hollywood and hip-hop. And her friend did an interview accusing Trey Songz of sexual misconduct, sexual abuse, and even claiming that he peed on her friend without her consent. 
and that he was threatening the girl and very abusive. They even claimed that Trey Songz threatened to throw the girl's phone over the balcony and that he was holding the girl against her will. At first, I didn't know how to feel about this because Selena Powell has lied in the past. But me, as the person that I am, I always believe abusers. I always believe the victims because there's so many people that don't believe them. Um, I am on the side of these women because there has been multiple claims about Trey Songz being um, an abuser and intimidating other women and stuff like that. There was a case with B.B. Rexa. They was at a wedding or a party or whatever. And she went in a room, a bathroom, she said. And when she came out, Trey Songz was pressed against her, allegedly, with his lips against her, saying, let's do this. We also had Kiki Palmer when she stated that Trey Songz allegedly sexually um, intimidated her and was trying to force her to stay at a party and was trying to record her without her consent. And there has been other girls alleging stuff like that about urine and him being R. Kelly Jr. and pissing on them. And I'm just going to say that I stand with these women. Even though some are not as credible as others. I stand with them. And I just want to say that it was crazy how when Kiki Palmer said these things. That people labeled her as messy. People labeled her as trying to bring down a black man. But we need to protect our women. Our black women first before we protect a black man. So I just want to say shout out to Kiki Palmer for not being afraid to speak her truth. I also want to say um, that men, we have to do better. Trey Songz, you have to do better. And maybe this is your karma. Maybe that's why your career flopped because you was doing weird stuff like that. People thought it was cute when he was having these sexual performances and all these sexual songs. And he was just being R. Kelly's little, he was following R. Kelly's blueprint. But... I just want to say I stand with these women. And that's that or motherfucking that, okay? Next, I want to get into a little bit of... If you guys don't know, the Migos is suing Quality Control Music and P. Um, they're suing they label. They're suing um, everybody behind Quality Control Music. So basically, this lawsuit comes from... The Migos. And people that was working with the Migos. People who produce some of their songs. People who... Um, worked on some of the production and things like that and video production of their songs was saying that the numbers aren't adding up honey where's our money why aren't we paid why are we not compensated to as much as the music is doing as good as the music is so-called quote unquote doing where is our bag and the amigos are saying that doesn't have nothing to do with us the label should have paid y'all this that and the third and P is saying the Migos isn't making as much money as Little Baby. They're not going out and promoting. And the streets are saying that the Migos is broke now. And that they just want a lot of money. But P saying they ain't put in the work that it takes to make this, to make that. And basically the Migos are saying that a lot of the reason that these people aren't paid the money that they are owed. And that they are going broke is because P was using um, payola. And he was paying stations to play their music. And that basically um, the cells were faked and stuff like that. Not even fake, but fluffed a little more. And that the numbers were fluffed a little more. But you guys should know when you have numbers that are that high, even though they are fake, you still have to pay those people because they are looking at those numbers. And they are looking at their worth. And the Migos are just saying that quality control was using payola for them and other artists. Even though Nicki Minaj Ben said that, but people didn't want to believe that. But now that people need to be paid, people are snitching and calling it out, okay? But that's what's going on with quality control. Music, 
The city girls are just saying that they want to stay out of it. They don't want no parts of this. They still love their label. And P is just saying that the Amigos is biting the hand that motherfucking fed them. And I kind of agree. When you in, A lot of people don't know when you're in this music industry... You don't make a lot of... You make money off of streams, yes. You make money off of YouTube. But the money that you make is through touring. Touring is how you make your money back. Doing shows is how you make your money back. Like, that's like the situation Cardi B is going through with her label. Her label don't want to put a lot of money behind her because they didn't recoup a lot of money from the first album. And they telling Cardi, like, we not giving you this money. That's why Megan was on WAP. They want you to work with somebody who's going to sell and get that money. And Megan was that person for Cardi. Um... Saying basically that you have to do shows nowadays. You have to make this money. You have to do club appearances to make that money back and to pay these people. And that's how these labels are feeling about these acts now. They're not just going to give them money now. But we're going to move on from that. I wish nothing but the best for um all the parties and my Adele voice. I wish nothing but the best for you too. Okay, we're going to move on because I ain't the vocalist, honey. Um, Now, oh, Jesus. I'm going to get into that last. We're going to skip over that one. Um, Let's also send our prayers out for our sister, Asian Doll, who was in a car accident the other day, uh, maybe three or four days ago. And she was, um, since then, she has been hospitalized and released. She has minor injuries, but a scar on her face. The car flipped over. It was horrific. As you guys know, it could have been worse because in hip-hop and even in pop culture, we have seen a lot of car accidents and most of them have been deadly. And I'm just so glad that Asian Doll is alive because I love her. She's beautiful. She's talented. And I love everything about Asian Doll. So guys, send out some prayers and send some positivity to her way. She's going through a breakup. She's going through a car accident. So let's just send Mama some love. Let's send her some prayers and some, some good energy, guys. Some good vibrations. All right. Next, we have Joe Biden has announced Kamala Harris as his running mate for vice president. And honestly, I just didn't know how to feel about that. I don't know if I was here for it or if I wasn't here for it. But I know now. I am not here for it. I don't like it. Um, If you guys don't know, Kamala Harris was also running for president and running against Trump. A lot of people forget that. But when she was running against um, running for president... People was not feeling her. People was not liking her. People was not liking her past. She had dropped out of the election because she was in like third place, I believe, maybe even fourth, and she lost steam. I personally do not like Kamala Harris. If you guys do not know, Kamala Harris is a black woman, and now she's she's not a black woman. She's a biracial woman, and she was um the senator, I believe, of Los Angeles, of LA or California, some shit like that, and she was the head prosecutor in her state. Where she was um, locking up a lot of black men. Breaking up a lot of black homes. She believed in three strikes and you should go to jail. No matter what your crimes was. Three crimes you should go to jail forever. Um, A lot of the trifling things she was doing. Other than breaking up these black families. She was supporting a lot of these cops. Supporting the LAPD and their wrongdoings. She was also locking up trans women. This is the big one. Arresting trans women and putting them in jail cells with men. Locking them up for um, long periods of time with men. Even full transition, transgender women who have finished their transition. She was putting them in jails with men. Um, she has never really been for the black people or the black community. As she should. 
But now she's trying to put on this I am sister girl. She's coming out with these identity politics trying to get the black vote for Joe Biden. And it's just not working for me. And I'm not going to vote or support her or that campaign or even the other campaign. Um, what I was going to say is I felt like Joe Biden, he's trying to recreate this Obama magic and find the next light-skinned person, the next sellout to just push these policies through. I like Obama. I love Obama. And I love Michelle Obama. But Obama didn't really do much. He didn't really change much. Um, I just feel like Kamala Harris was the wrong choice. I would have picked Stacey Abrams. I would have picked a lot of other black women that's out here doing their thing. I even have. I would even pick Elizabeth Warren. She's not black. But I really like the policies that she had. Um, when it comes to... Kamala, I'm just not here for it. I'm just not enjoying this. I personally am not going to vote. I'm going to let the chips fall where they may. Um, and that's sad. I still encourage other people to vote. I still encourage the youth to vote. You guys know that was the time I was on. I want everybody to vote still. I am just caught between a rock and a hard place. And I just don't want to vote. Because I do not support either candidate. And I just don't like what's going on. And... Y'all gonna, of course, fall for it. Y'all gonna vote for um, Kamala because people feel like she's better than Trump. She's less of an evil, which is the same thing y'all said about Hillary. But I feel like she's more evil than Trump. She can actually get shit done. She has actually got shit done. She has actually been against the black community for years. And I just feel like Joe Biden should have picked a better running mate. Because your past isn't as squeaky clean as you want it to be. So I'm just gonna say... I will not be voting. Shout out to everybody else that will be. I want everybody to vote. Everybody should vote. Vote Trump out if you guys want to vote Trump out. But my conscience cannot take voting for Kamala Harris and voting her in office. I know a lot of these blogs is trying to tell you to vote for Sister Girl. I know a lot of these blogs is telling us um, that she is a great person. A lot of these blogs is forgetting what they was posting before when she wasn't in the chair. A lot of these blogs is forgetting what they said about her previously. But who am I to judge? If you guys want to vote for Kamala, vote for Kamala and Joe Biden for 2020. However, I am tired of talking about politics and I just want to move the motherfucker on. Let's talk about Megan Thee Stallion. So a lot of these blogs was claiming that Megan Thee Stallion lied about her injury because she was seen out partying and dancing on the feet that was supposedly shot. They were saying that one day Megan had a cast on one foot and then the next day she didn't have neither cast on and was out partying. Then the next day she had a cast on because she'd seen the negative comments. All right. So that's what they were saying about our girl Megan. They was even saying that she didn't speak out because Tory Lane had paid her off and that she took the money and ran. So now let me get into this. Which when they said all these horrible things about Megan... I didn't really say much about it because I didn't want to get into it. And I didn't want to, like, jump on the bandwagon. So, after they were saying all these things, Megan finally came out and named Tory Lanez as her shooter. Um, she claimed that she was trying to protect him from the cops. She was scared for her life from him and the cops. She didn't want to say that her as black people, that they had a gun in the car and make things worse. Megan was hospitalized while the other three people in the car was locked up. And that included Tory Lanez. Um... Megan claimed that he shot her for no motherfucking reason and that a lot of people were saying that he put hands on her and she didn't she said that she never put hands on him she claimed that she's only speaking out now because 
his um PR team is spreading lies through blogs like the the ones I just said to you before. She said those statements were lies. She's saying that um that he's not telling the truth and she was trying to protect him but he's not trying to protect her and that he's just trying to make excuses for what he did. She's saying that there's no motherfucking reason to why he shot her and that he shouldn't have shot her. Now what I'm going to say is although a lot of things were sketchy in the way Megan um, went about this I always was on her side because I believe abusers. A lot of people are saying that Megan Thee Stallion is now a snitch and this that, and the third. She is not a snitch. Women, men, no matter naming your abuser is not snitching protecting yourself is not snitching i just want you to know that megan is not a snitch she is doing what she should have did in the first place which was telling motherfucking cops that he shot her i don't know what type of e-pill he was on what type of crack he's on what type of drug he is doing but it was no reason for him to shoot megan it was no reason for um all of that to go on and i feel like people should have been more protective of megan People was making fun of her height. Yes, we know Megan is a big motherfucker. But yes, I don't feel like it was okay for him to shoot her. It's okay for us to crack. Like, a lot of these people are saying kitchen table talk on social media. And I don't feel like it's okay. Yes, you can say those things. Yes, most of us do say these things behind closed doors. But it's just like, damn. We got to protect our women. We got to protect Meg. And I feel like it was wrong for Tori to do that. I feel like it should be some repercussions. I don't know if I feel like he should go to jail or if a motherfucker should shoot him in his motherfucking kneecap. But I do feel like there should be repercussions for Tori's actions. Look at me trying to use these big motherfucking words and can barely say them. Okay? I'm getting a little dehydrated. Let me lubricate real quick. Sleeping with that motherfucking AC on my throat is feeling funny. Hope my ass don't got no coronation because I want to be outside in the projects with y'all. But however, we're going to get back to Megan and Tori. I just feel like Tori was dead ass wrong. I feel like I don't like how Megan Friend didn't speak out and say what happened. And it's just given like they aren't really talking right now. They aren't really vibing with each other. But... I'm definitely going to say I'm Team Meg on this. And I feel like Tory needs to get his shit together. Um, he needs to get help. Whether it's with his um, frail male ego. Or allegedly drug problems that he's going through. But there's no reason he should have shot Megan. And I do feel like it's 2020. We need to cancel these motherfuckers. Let's stop supporting him. Let's stop supporting his music. Let's show our solidarity with Megan the Stallion. Okay? So, shout out to Meg. I hope she's feeling better. I hope she's okay. And I, just to other bloggers and YouTubers, I need you guys to get the information right, guys. Stop just saying anything because it's cool or because it's funny or because it's going to get clickbait. Because celebrities at the end of the day, even though I don't really care for them, they are real motherfuckers, okay? They are real people. Cut that shit out. And that's it for you want to believe this, okay? Now we're going to get into our next segment, which is Weirdo of the Week, which we crown somebody for being a weirdo. And because it's been so long, I have two very special somebodies I want to crown for Weirdo of the Week. First up, I want to crown Weirdo of the Week to Trey Songs for being an alleged sexually abuser, for allegedly peeing on women and holding them against their will. Um, I don't even like the situation that happened with him and... um. Kiki Palmer and how he tried to record her against her will and force her to stay at a party. That's giving me very much rape culture, very much let me go. So he is definitely a widow of the week following R. Kelly's weird ass footsteps. Um, I also want to give widow of the week to motherfucking Tory Lanez. Why are you shooting women? What is wrong with you? 
What age have we come in where it's okay to bite, I mean, shoot women? I'm over here like bite women. That was more Chris Brown when he was biting Rihanna ass. And birds of a feather, motherfucking flock together. I just want to say I am over that. I don't want to hear about that. I don't care about that. Um, so, yeah. Those are the motherfucking weirdos of the week. And next we're going to... Oh, before we get to MVP of the week. If you guys don't know, it was announced that Monica and Brandy will be going against each other in a versus battle on August 31st, which is Monday. Claim um the two will just go back and forth with hits, seeing who have hits and da 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 da. Who got the more hits, who got the better music, who got the better catalog. And it's a celebration between two black women who were who are RB legends, who are music legends. And lately I've been getting to a lot of arguments on social media because I feel like Monica is gonna wipe the floor with Brandy's ass. Monica has more hits to me. Monica has better music to me. Monica has better vocals to me. I love Brandy. I like Brandy, but I just feel like Monica was that girl for me. And I'm just telling people, like, I've been getting into like a lot of arguments with Brandy's delusional ass fans. I was just telling them, like, don't get popularity confused with talent. Yes, Brandy was more popular, more mainstream, but Monica had more hits. Like, let's not do that. But anyway. I'm Team Monica. My money's on Monica. I love Monica and everything that she has done. Um, so shout outs to Monica and Brandy as well in the versus battle for getting it motherfucking right this time. But Brandy is going to, I mean, Monica is going to mop the floor with Moesha ass. But yes. Anyway, we're going to move on to our final segment of the show, which is MVP of the week, where we shout out somebody for being excellent and being great. First off, I want to give MVP of the week to Black Sitcoms for making a comeback, guys, for just being great. And shout out to Netflix for spreading this culture and um, kind of a resurgence of Black Sitcoms. I hope that this creates more Black Sitcoms in the future. I hope that they come out with some new shows and get inspired. Be great. So shout out to the Black Sitcom. Shout out to Moesha. Shout out to the Parker. Shout out to the Game. Shout out to Girlfriend. Shout out to Half and Half. And I just want to say, out of all of those, the Parkers is my favorite Black Sitcom. Just shout out to y'all for being great, and shout out to the '90s and the early 2000s for being great. Okay. I just wish that UPN and the CW didn't want to go more towards the white teen direction. But shout out to what was and what could be in the future. Um. Also, I'm going to give MVP of the week to Dr. Wendy Osefo for becoming the newest housewife, for being black excellence, for just being an amazing um, woman in general and showing her amazing Nigerian family, um, teaching her kids Igbo, being a political commentator, being everything that we need in this um, state of the culture, in this climate. Shout out to Dr. Wendy Osefo. I love her and I feel like she's a great addition to the show and a great example of a black woman and what we can be shout out to dr wendy osefo i really enjoyed her um that's it for this week guys and i'll be back next week i won't take another break guys i'm not gonna take another break because i can do this every week i can do this every day okay i am back and it feels so good to be motherfucking back guys next week next time you hear my voice it will be my 30th motherfucking show we are approaching my one year anniversary of the ratchet motherfucking hour y'all okay zay tv presents the motherfucking ratchet hour bomba clad pussy clad insert gunshots here baby um 
If you guys don't know, you guys can subscribe to my YouTube channel. That link will be in below. I will be posting YouTube videos officially in two weeks, guys. I have my equipment. I have lights. I have a backdrop. I'm just waiting for my little chair to sit in, you know, set my little background up real cute. Um, also, you guys can follow my Instagram, which is below in the links, guys. Make sure you guys follow my Instagram. Make sure you guys are listening to my podcast and subscribing. I'm on every motherfucking platform, Jahit. Um... My Instagram is at underscore Rashamel. That is underscore R-A-S-H-A-M-E-L. Also, guys, make sure you follow my ZTV page on Instagram as well. I love you guys. And until next time, love, peace, and soul. We out, you motherfuckers.